Discover how you can live a glorious and supernatural life through the teachings of Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry. Servant Emmanuel Chum Entry is the head pastor of Royal Palace Chapel Assemblies of God, an anointed, energetic, and practical teacher of the Word. This servant of God will inspire you with the practical teachings of the Word of God that will inspire, refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body, soul, and spirit. Now to today's message. Spiritually. Because Christianity is purely spiritual. Whatever we do, the administration, the song, the decisions we take in our life, that life is purely 100% spiritual. Initially, for years, may the Lord forgive me, I, I had been teaching that uh, the spiritual realm is 90% and the physical is 10 that was that was the days of ignorance and as the years elapse and we mature in the realms of the spirit the things we used to say or do we realize that life is no more 1910 god never shared his spirituality with anything because the devil's operation is purely spiritual and god's operation is purely spiritual so the two powers, the two <laughs> determinants and the controllers of human soul and spirit are purely spiritual. So a, a man cannot live any life that is a 10% spiritual, spirituality. Then the 90% is given to somebody. So it's purely spiritual. So once our life that we live is purely spiritual and our Christian life is purely spiritual, there is a need for you to assess yourself. This is different from uh, self-examination. This is how can I measure myself spiritually? How can I measure my growth spiritually? How will I be able to know that of a truth I am progressing in my life? Amen and amen. I, and as a leader, there is a need for us to also assess our spirituality ever since we were given a responsibility in the church to do or whatsoever we were allocated or apportioned to function. Amen and amen. So Deuteronomy chapter 2 verses 1. God walked with the children of Israel and upon walking with them he realized that they have gotten to a place that they were stuck and they were no more moving. So he has to come in and he spoke to Moses that his servant Moses should pick their people and take them to a place that he has promised them. Sometimes God is not happy when your, your life is just uh, stuck. You are not moving forward. You are not, it's just like giving birth to a baby and the child is not working. He's not saying mama, dada. The child is not, he doesn't move. He's always sitting at one place and every other food that is cooked in the house, he's able to consume it, but he's not showing any reflective, to show even appreciation to the food you give him. He doesn't grow. When it happens like that, if we're a mother or a father of such a baby, you get so confused, so worried, and it becomes a burden. So when we don't mature or grow spiritually, God doesn't get burdened, but he, it, it grieves him. It's a grief for a born-again believer who have come before him for years 
and he's not mature he's not growing and let me let me let me let me show you what is not spiritual maturity number one yes what is not so many people think that uh, there are some things you do is a sign of spirituality when you know how to sing more songs it is not spirituality when you know how to sing more uh, uh, gospel songs it's not a sign of spirit, spiritual maturity or growth number two when your tongues keep on changing in, in gallons and in, and, in, and, in, and in intonations and in caterpillars when your tongue speaking is not uh, uh, when your tongue speaking keep on changing like now at first we started by kuchu, 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 now you are done kuchukum, kuchukum. Aha, the, the sounding of how laudable your tongues is it's not a sign of your spiritual maturity the next thing having position in the church is also not spiritual maturity it can be lack of people and the pastor had decided to use you yes if many people are not there <laughs> in the absence of uh, eyes <laughs> one a man with one eyes he, he becomes a leader and sometimes I've been to so many churches where pastors give positions to people who are educated. People who, who, who can, you know, speak English. Uh, people who can, who have little money with them or who have money. And he's the very, uh, these are the very people that uh, uh, the pastors give uh, positions to and many of you bear witness what I'm saying you say confirmation from who you don't have a degree with that you can't be a pastor I will ordain the person as a pastor but is it wrong it's not wrong it's not wrong. He's, he was accusing the man of God. There is a false accusation. Where we are going to we for to many years of I even agree with the man of God. He should even shift it to masters and enter. Myself. What you are confusing me? Yeah, Auntie Sarah, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. You went to show in that way. Can you give her the microphone so that we are recording? So that uh, people too that are watching on Facebook can also. <laughs> Actually, we're praying for um, against voices that speak against. Yes. yes. So when we went to the show, when we got there, the man was. Where are you Jehovah Witness? I said, no, we are families of God members. Yes. And royal palace of God. They said, ah, and you must open up. Or where do you opposite us? It's not a channel saying. That's often not so no one who a degree holder of our stuff. And I'm saying, ah, maybe you went to say, ah, 
Oh, but this thing, I've never sent it anyway. So I, yeah. I, I defended vehemently that it's never true because ah. he, yes, he doesn't. He said, "Any of you have been Wow. You, you see, I'm sitting in somewhere. <laughs> All the 27 pastors are all of them degree holders. So no. I, told, I told him that we have six members, uh, pastors, pastors, who are not also degree holders. What about that? Wow. It's a, it's a false circulation that people are paying. And, and, and it's good that we have gone to town for so many and we have had such a thing. These are some of the things we pick them in prayer. That's why I asked Pastor Nicholas for us to enter seriously to pray about. You could see that all the best things that we are doing, there are major forces that are opposing our activity. And it's really a force. Really a force. But it, those forces doesn't start from outside. It starts from within. How can a service of God member accusing another service of God pastor? But the thing is that the, where we are going, the area we are moving in, we need more educated people. The technology, the knowledge base, the kind of scientific that is coming. You need and even interpreting Bible, you need a, a level-headed knowledge to talk to. You see, where we went yesterday, for instance, the man of God that was there, uh, he has founded a church. He's a member in UK. He has a church in UK, but he has founded a branch in Kumasi. Okay, a, a, a pastor is in charge. A resident pastor is there. But how can I go there, preach a message to them, and the next day, everybody? And it's not because uh, the man of God doesn't do well or the man of God is not preaching well. When we close the church and I spoke to the man of God, he said, The message you have brought it to us, it is too loaded and heavy and very deep. And I, I hope, look at the statement, I hope my people will go by it and obey it. Because it was just that the message was just like, a manual that has been presented to me and every word that I spoke has to do with the things that is happening in the church. So why should a good message come where many also lifted up their hands and surrendered their life to Jesus, including the singers. And some of the associate pastors lifted up their hands and accepted Jesus. A guest artist, a guest artist who have been invited to, to come and sing. He's a minister, something, something. When I said that, give your life to Jesus, he lifted up his hands. Meanwhile, when we entered, he was the one singing, ministering powerfully. And the entire place was jammed up and, you know, people were shouting and screaming and a whole lot of stuff. That's why I'm saying, knowing how to sing more songs is not a sign of spiritual maturity. 
So having position is not a spiritual maturity. Because anybody at all can be picked as a position, as a person. Amen and amen. You, so we, we thank God for such a thing. At least what we are praying for, we have seen evidence that of a truth. People are using so many falsehoods to accuse the church. And when it happens like that, it's the accuser of the brethren. That is the devil that is working behind. But Jesus is Lord. Shout aloud the amen. Yeah, clap your hands unto Jesus. Clap your hands unto Jesus. We bless God for such an amazing uh, moment that God has given unto us. Amen and amen. So, uh, we, 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 the next thing, I'm going to mention four things. The third thing that shows that, the fourth rather, the fourth that shows that you, you, you have not uh, 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 matured in your destiny. Your spiritual maturity is being popular in the church. Popularity in the church is not a sign of spiritual maturity. You can't say that spiritually you have matured. So many are popular, but God doesn't know them. You can be awarded with a lot of fans. I know a church that every year they give award. They appreciate people. Give them pastors. I, I can't do that in this church. Because the real world is waiting for us in heaven. You could say that is a motivational something, but I never saw anywhere from Genesis to Revelation where men were awarded because of their. Then the, 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 the Hebrews chapter 11, the, 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 the hall of faith, the fathers of faith, they should have had <laughs> serious. Medal, diamonds, bronze, and gold, and whatever. Yes, still, their, their reward was faith. And by that faith, they were able to make it. Amen and amen. I think this one too, since now we are going online, <laughs> because talking about STC, when we had STC, we were not flooding on their Facebook. So probably the person came there or he heard it somewhere or something. But this is also probably going to be one of the attempts. That, that man of God, he said that he doesn't reward people. <laughs> he doesn't reward people with that. Why, why should I reward you? Do you not know when you receive your reward physically, you have discredited yourself from the reward in heaven? And that's why Jesus said, when you pray among the crowd and you assume yourself that they should see you and appreciate you, he said, Your heavenly father will shut the doors against your life. Therefore, your reward has already been acquired from men. So we are make we are we are gathering the rewards before God. So being popular in the church is not a sign, and being quiet in the church is not not a sign of spiritual maturity. When you are popular, or you are what, you are quiet. It, it doesn't mean that you are you are you have matured. Shout the Lord, Amen. Uh, what I'm about to say will sound a little bit weird, but I, I wanted to put it across on the fifth uh, point. Your consistency in church attendance, in a way, doesn't show spiritual maturity. Because I know people who always go to school yesterday fail. So your church attendance every blessed day is not a sign of spiritual maturity. Why? Because... <laughs> Jesus, Judas is carried to work with Jesus three years. 
One was left for only four days for the Messiah to go into the grave and to resurrect. And after 40 days, he will ascend to heaven. The guy missed it. There's no disciple that went to church and went to Jesus' revival than Judas Iscariot. The man was a money career. And anybody that has money, control money, has power. He can decide the peace. He can decide the directives. He can decide everything. So many people thought that because Peter was always talking to Jesus, Peter was rather closer to Jesus than any other of the disciples. But one of them that was crucial, that Jesus had one-on-one that and every blessed day, talking to him early in the morning, afternoon, and evening, was the budgetary officer, the finance minister, presiding over <laughs> the church titan offering. And the church title of offering was not a church title offering from people. He was presiding over the titan offering in heaven. Supporting the son of man. So God said, I have brought my son. Be in charge of his finance. In essence, Judas Iscariot was in charge of God's finance. Pushing his son's ministry to accomplish the purpose. He has to come on earth. So your consideration, so I said, that what I'm about to say will look weird. Your consistency every day you are in church is not a guarantee that spiritually you have matured. Why? Naturally, there are many children who go to school every day. They never get late. They get us before seven. Yesterday at the exams, you see them at the bottom. We have seen so many people. Many of you are students. Some people, they are always learning. Always books are in their hands. Always they are sitting. You, when you see them, then you have heart palpitation. But the same people will enter into examination and be asking different questions. He, was, he opened the book, but the book never opened his heart. The next thing, quoting so many scriptures is not a sign of, it's not a sign of spiritual maturity. Else, our ideas are much more powerful than believers. And I've told you that when somebody can quote so many scriptures, Never say he's a walking Bible. If a man of God can quote 20 scriptures within one minute and back and support everything, every statement he will make by scripture, backing it by scriptures, you cannot say he is a walking Bible. When you decide to label a, a content wrongly, you will kill people. You have a kerosene in a, 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 a plastic uh, bottle. And you have labeled it water. Will somebody drink it or he will not drink it? He will drink it because the color of kerosene and water, is, they are colorless. So you have to be very careful what you label. Else, you might kill people. You might damage somebody. You might silence somebody's life. So telling somebody, you are working Bible, you are working Bible, is you are trying to equate them with God. A walking Bible is a Christian who practices the word preached. He obeys every sayings of God. This is what we call the walking Bible. Somebody shout aloud, Amen. Now let's come to the other flip side of how will I measure my spiritual life? Number one, I, I, I can mention only one point and they will summarize everything. Number one. Number one, when your old sins 
are no more with you again. When your old sins are no more, you know the things that you used to do. You could well as say, the more you, you, you walk with Christ, those things are no more with you again. It means that you, are now, you have now gone beyond and far away from those weaknesses and sins. This is one of the posts. For you to know that you have matured spiritually. Your growth has given a little leap, a step ahead of your sins. But if the way you used to live, the way you used to get angry, the way you used to do things, the how lazy you were, is still trying to work things against your life and you are still battling it. For years you have been a Christian. It's a sign that <laughs> you've not gone far. You are just on the surface. Probably used to fornicate. You used to masturbate. You used to lie. At first, your anger can crash a petrol tanker. At first, you can't stay within a month without having sexual affair. At first, certain things, you can't just look at it without fighting. At first, certain pain will be, will be grumbled upon and brewed upon for months and years. But today, such a thing happens and you know, you just tell yourself, ah, I can't remember a lady told a guy here and the two of them, we met and we were talking. Uh, the lady said it and the three of us were laughing. The lady was in the church. Uh, she's still in the church and the gentleman is still in the church. And you know, the gentleman tried to you know, joke around the lady and the lady, the lady told him, he said, you, <laughs> if it were to be my first, I would have finished your pocket and freaking everything that's about you. Thank God for Papa. That God has used him to transform my life. Else. <laughs> I would have drained you, skin you alive, scoop you, and if you, you when you see me, you, you run away. She kept on telling the gentleman. The gentleman was trying to pray profoundly. Then one day, the, the gentleman was there. Then the lady sent her a message about amount of money that she needs. And the guy mistakenly also went for borrowing and send the money by mobile money. They met in church and the lady said, this is your money. Where did you get this money from? He said, seriously, when you send the message, I caught three people and I gathered this money. And I said, you see, you see what I told you? I don't want to kill you. This is your money, so take So we met and we jokingly, jokingly, the lady said, Papa, my catcher, no. So the media grew, and I don't say anything, and said, the truth of him, I said, Master, where were we? Where were we? So such a person, you could see that now what he used to do, he's not doing it again anymore. But what betrays you? And as much as you have stopped the oath, don't pick new ones. It is still the same thing. <laughs> As you, the old ones are long time gone. As you grow in Christ, do not pick new ones. It is still the same thing, just that the devil has decided to deceive you that, Charlie, you are no more into this, but now you are into this. 
some people were very excellent in their heart they never got angry they are okay they are easy going they came into the church and now a little thing they spark up so you are no more into your old old stuff but you have picked new stuff which is still the same sinful act and sinful nature so you are still at one place so it's a cautionary statement that I'm going to add it up to you that in as much as old attitude and habit and sin and weaknesses are no more repeated it said they are no more you can see it how many of you can testify that some things are no more with you again so I want to encourage you I want to let you know you have grown some powers of demonic forces have left you and you are now getting closer and closer and closer and closer somebody shout aloud amen the next thing is that you're hearing to the spirit of god you're hearing how you hear from the spirit of god is one of the sensitivity of your spiritual maturity when a man hears from a spirit he becomes a spirit when a man hears from a man you become a man when a man hears from food you become food when a man hears from systems you you live a life of systems when a man hears from economy he become economical when a man hears from academics he become the bookworm without having any salvation and redemption upon his life when a man hears from himself he lives a life of selfishness so there are many things that we are hearing from but for you to be a spiritual person unless spirit feeds you if a spirit does not feed you then you don't become a spirit person so who, who must feed you the spirit of god should be able to feed you how by hearing him talk and i want to explain something briefly it, it, it many have seen many men of god find it difficult to describe it or talk about it that how can i hear from the holy spirit can i teach you yeah you need it how can i hear from the holy spirit? can i tell you something in as much as when jesus want to visit you he wouldn't come direct most of the time but he comes with men whom he is using to come and encounter you in your dreams in your visions and sometimes you could hear the voice of your pastor probably you are getting into sin then you could hear your pastor's voice talking to you stop what you are doing the shouting are all over please am i am i talking the shouting are all over stop this what you did is very bad and you, you could hear your pastor's voice rebuking you this is not your pastor's voice the spirit of god rebuking you like the daughter of this church who were going to his old boyfriend her old boyfriend the boyfriend has said come and stay with me in the night and she took an uber on her way going she spoke to the driver the driver said okay let's go she sat down she sat at the back upon flipping her phone she turned and the uber driver has now turned to be her pastor he said papa then i saw you when you turned it was your face your dress and everything it was you then i couldn't stand because of what the same path so I have to shout and scream and scream. When I realized that, when I came back to my senses, I was found in my, in, my, in my room. So this is not your man of God. This is the spirit of God. 
So how will you hear from me? He always speaks to you by the voices that you know already. Two voices. Number one, the voice of your own self. This is where Pastor Enki, people say, so my dream, the enemy casa. No, 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 no. In this way, you only hear two voices. The voice of God through the Holy Spirit or through the word or through a man of God. And the voice of the devil. When you hear your own voice, it's the voice of the devil. And I will teach you how you can measure that this voice is really the voice of God. Easy. So, God uses your pastor's voice to talk to you. And number two, your own voice. You are there, you realize that you sense that one kasa wene wo yadebe e kasa jai fatuo how many of you have ever experienced this several times and i know every one of you have experienced it you know that this uh, remote where is it, it is placed a little shake it will come it will fall down and a thought just drop into your spirit your mind that why don't you take this and put it here your 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 negligence to ignore it. What you heard will just happen. So that kind of thought that dropped into you is not a thought of mental gathering of words. It's the spirit of God that is giving you instructive to your spirit. So when it happens, Christians say, oh, something told me to. Something that is no... If we're a Christian, the only thing that can talk to you is the spirit of God. Because when he comes, he brood over your voice. He brood over anybody who has spoken. Do you know some people can say things to people that they live to become the words that they heard. So the moment you accept Jesus, now the Spirit of God comes in to brood over every voice. Then he'll become a single voice talking to you. When it happens like that, we grieve him. By saying that something. Something said I should pass here. Something said I should do this. Something said I should done, I do that. Something said I should do this. Something said I should There is no something. It is the spirit of God. But you need, we don't have the boldness to mention the spirit of God told me. The spirit of God asked me to stop here. The spirit of God asked me to pass here. The spirit of God asked me to wait. The spirit of God asked me never to take that car. You see... Since we are now closing his name up, the more you continue to say that, the more you lose his intent of talking to you always. I'm teaching something practical and I want every, every one of you because this is something that uh, uh, how to hear from the Spirit of God is one of the serious messages for men of God to preach about. But this is normal. We are just trying to talk normal. It takes an experience to teach the experience. And when the experience is teaching the experience, you need to experience the experience. For it, you can feel the experience. <laughs> you need to experience the experience. So until you experience the experience, you will not be experienced. I have experienced it and I'm teaching the experience. But for you to have the impact, you need to hear what I'm saying. To experience the experience for you to become experienced. Else, there's no experience. You know experience. <laughs> Somebody said, I have to experience the experience. Yes, you can't buy experience. You can't write exams for it. You need to experience the experience. 
So may the Lord bless all of us. When so your hearing, your hearing to the Spirit of God is very crucial. The Bible said in Romans chapter 8, uh, uh, is it 12 or 14? There are as many that are like 14. As many that are like 8, 14. Yeah, that's what I said. As many that are led. How can the, the Spirit of God lead you without talking to you? And He always leads us by talking to us. That is why all the things He does for us is through verbal, is through words, is through communication. He shall teach you. He shall comfort you. He shall remember you. These are things that has to do with communication. So if a, a born again believer cannot hear from the Spirit of God, then I, 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 I'm sorry to say that you need to, you know, <laughs> you need to wise up. You need to, you need to grow up. You need to be serious with God. Amen. Amen. Like that, I will be ministry, and I said, I, I, the Spirit of God just taught me this. I was ministering. When you go for so many and you start talking, the Spirit of God has been talking to you always. But you lack confidence. You could see that the person you are talking to is this, that, that, that. Why don't you go ahead and tell? If you say it and it's a mistake, who cares? When I'm praying for a sick person, the person doesn't get healed. I don't get bothered. Why? Because I'm not the one who does it. And I don't have anything in my pocket where I hear people with it. I call upon his name. Then he activates the healing. So after activating and praying, based on the best I can do, if no results is happening, I stay off and I, I move on to another person. Probably your healing is not ready. <laughs> Somebody say, I will mature. I can't hear your voice. The next thing to prove that spiritually you are maturing that when you do spiritual things, nobody has told you. You do spiritual things, nobody has told you. And I didn't mention this. I'm teaching you something that is very serious and crucial and it's a heavy duty message. Heavy duty. Probably some people, they, they need the, the, the auditorium to be filled to the brim and people have to be they should be screaming, shouting, and the kind of buffalo ministry. You do things that you have not been asked to. When you are growing, they, they bath you, they paste you, they dress you. But it got to a point that <laughs> you just have to do the things by yourself. Nobody must tell you, must tell you to go and bath. Nobody will tell you paste. Go and poop, go and weary. When you are angry, nobody will come and ask, Are you angry? You have to search for the food for yourself. So that is biological maturity. When a born again believer grows in the law, fasting must not be an informative to you. Fasting. For you to wait for one man, for you to be told that we have to fast for three days, it means there's something wrong with your spiritual life. You are still a baby. Number two, for, for you to be informed that steady your way. It's also, it's also a sign that you are a baby Christian. You are still drinking from the mark. 
You have not gone to the level of meat and bones. And ladies and gentlemen, the, having access to heaven is not for babies. Because the kingdom of God is a kingdom of violence. And those who operate in violence, they take the kingdom by force. You can be violent, but you can't take it. Unless you add force to your violence before the kingdom will be accessed. So for you to wait, that do your quiet time. Read your Bible. Listen to podcasts. Uh, 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 fast and pray. <laughs> it means I watch our coin more. And I sat now. Some somebody has stayed in Christ for 20, 30 years. He still doesn't do this. So longevity in a church is not a sign of spiritual maturity. Somebody will come to Jesus today. The next one week, you see him going to mountains, praying. Seeking the face of God. He hears one message about soul winning. He becomes his lifestyle. He hears a message. He obeys it. This is how we mature. So I would, I would, I would, I would teach you how. I, I, I'm left with a few minutes. Because every Saturday uh, is my prayer that we close early. So that we we'll have time to call souls. Prepare so that we can come to church early in the morning. And we we'll go through all the services. So I'll, I'll be finishing very soon. I went somewhere. That's why I'm late. So forgive me. Amen and amen. So uh, that that is it. <laughs> so why why do you wait for you to be waking up that you should pray? Just as I the Spirit of God instructed me, you see, I pray that all pastors will get this grace. When I'm preaching, it's just like I'm watching a video, and I'm taking very far very far place. And the explanations and the things that I say are are the are my sight that I just watched it and I deliver. You might be looking into my face, I might be mentioning your name, but where I am has nothing to do with looking into your face. It's more than a video, and the speed at which I see and speak it at the same time, me myself, I wonder it. I've answered your question. So it's, 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 it's periodic. It's, it's periodic. It, it will happen. These are not enough. You are going to sit down and find out. We are not doing debate. When you have to go and gather points and come and deliver it to us, <laughs> uh, we are not doing debate. Ladies and gentlemen, panel of judges, uh, fellow uh, Debe, fellow, fellow. Eh? fellow debaters and the tennis you start every debate with the tennis accurate timekeeper proverbially speaking then the, the, the debate comes on it <laughs> amen amen so for for you to wait to be told come to church pay tight give offering uh, uh, Go for prophet offering. So see to your man of God. Prophet offering. Go for uh, pay your first fruit. How long will you come to this level? And if you really want to know a person who serves a rare servant, they do things when they have not been told. I'm about to say something. Don't get insulted. Nipa be a debi out chair and say, Yeah, we answer the way and we are. 
，零元筛选。I will name say, I deal with. This is what, this is what has been given to you to is your responsibility, but he, he has to always wait for instruction. This is not wisdom; it's foolishness. For a mature person, you don't need to be told. Once you know you are, you are you have matured. So once you have matured to that level, doing those things is just easy. But every day you have to wait, wait, wait. Do this, then you do it. Sweep, then he sweeps. Go and fetch water, then he fetch. The next day you will say the same thing. Sweep, you sweep. Fetch water, you will fetch. So every blessed day, these are people that when you leave things thinking that they will do it, I'm telling you, come back from wherever you are going and torture and danger has been prepared behind you. I can decide to end here. I could tell you more about how can you measure yourself. One of them is when you are not told about spiritual things, but you do it without being told. Must we teach you always pay tight? We have to say it more within a year. There's no preaching I don't mention tight. I don't mention sowing. I don't mention giving. There's no preaching I don't mention obedience. There's no preaching I don't mention about the second coming of Christ or rapture or Jesus is coming again. That your heart doesn't get convicted. Your heart has been getting convicted by the messages preached in the house of God. Yes, sir, your heart is not changing. In essence, you are registering your destiny in a Zoom that I don't want to call it. Wise men always do things that they have not been told. Yes, they produce results. And these are people who call them spiritual gurus. It's not a person who is at the Trump Mountains. Going to a Trump Mountains, Cocoa Mountain, fasting for 40 days, 49. And that person cannot pay tight. He cannot spend 10 minutes with the word. He cannot do meditation. Such a person cannot be seen in holy life. He falls, he rises. Rising and falling Christianity is not, is not the mandate of Christianity. Christianity is ascension. When Jesus died, he went up. So, working with him must be an upward one. So, gradually, you mature. Gradually, you mature. Gradually, you mature. At first, when you join the church, you gave your life to Jesus. We have to tell you, do this, do that, do that, do that, do that. And they were, we, we were doing that to help you. After one year, we are still telling you. After two years, we are still telling you. Why should, why should a Christian be within Christ for five years and you still have to be taught the teachings of paying tithe? The nudity and the insult against the word of God. If this is an insult against the word of God. Every day you need to be taught the same thing. So your negligence from not obeying the word makes the word important on your life. Meanwhile, the word is very powerful. So let us all work within our life and measure our spirituality so so don't wait why should you i'm telling you many christians will go to hell because their survival of their spirituality is dependent on the pastor's directives
I'm telling you, Pastor, organize 14 days fasting and prayers. For the whole year, I know so many churches that there's no, there is no revival. Plenty churches. There is no revival. The day you see revival has happened in the church is when the, <laughs> maybe a department is trying to do something or let alone going for 30 days, 40 days fasting and prayers. He's thinking about his stomach. And a kind of the fufu favorite that a wife must always cook for him. Neglecting it will be your spiritual maturity. But since he doesn't want to go do away with his fufu, there are so many churches all over that they don't have a day for fasting. And many of you have been in certain churches. Eh? Why, 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 when is it? When was the last time your pastor said we are going 40 days? 30 days? 20 days? 21 days? And sometimes they organize it and they will be eating in the house. But that is not your justification or your condemnation against them. You need to mature. That is why you are a son and a daughter in the church. So when your spirituality is solely dependent on your pastor, until he announces a program, you don't build life for it. That's why we said that this month, everybody got to chase God for himself. Now I'm getting the feedbacks. Well, I've been calling you annoying, but the whole day I've, I don't want to touch my phone. I'm just praying and seeking the face of God. You have not started. Today is eighth. When? You are always having your phone at your fingertips, not your Bible at your fingertips. This is not a sign of maturity. When talking, you can talk, ah, Timothy. Can talk, ah, 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 talk, and I asked myself, why would this guy shut up so that he can talk to God? When you talk plenty to men, they will, they will drain you, they will dry you. It's a drying that they are drying you. Spending time with men is death. If you know what I'm telling you today. Would there be also another no? You're damp. There be another no, you're damp. This is a registration of death. <laughs> Every day you are with your friends. Every day you are, you, are, you, are, you are with your phone. Every day you are with your books. Every day you are with your this. Don't you know that anything physical you spend time with, that it takes something away from you. It's only God who feels it. Even building fellowship with the devil, the devil is a thief, he's a killer, he's a destroyer. So there's no way to build bungalows to live with the devil. He will break it down one day. So always, you must not be told what you must do. It's a sign that your wisdom is down. It's a sign that you are still at the age of the toddler's age. Amen. There is a song that came in Ghana. It's Empire Boy Yonyamedru. Oh, you heard it. Did you hear it? Empire Boy prayer is the medication of God. But it doesn't synchronize with scriptures. 
God, God does not always depend on our prayer to work on us. If you need money and you use it, that prayer will rather be medication for your, for your dry pocket. This is a dangerous failure. But how some of you with your, with your low level of uh, this thing have sung this song and danced it and as I done, when you go to funeral cry, they play you to dance it. I think I, I, will, I will end here. Uh, let me give you the last one. You are not happy. Let me give you the last one. <laughs> Remind me how to say, how do you measure that the Spirit of God is talking to you? Okay? I have to tell you just a second or a, a minute. How will you measure myself in the realms of the spirit that I'm mature in the realms of the spirit? My spirituality is increasing. It's to see how your passion towards Christ is increasing every blessed day. Ever increasing deep love for Christ. Ever increasing love for the things of Christ. Ever increasing love for, 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 for the things that happens all over. Ever increasing you could see that your heart is growing deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper with the Lord. My brother came here last, I think last two weeks, uh, the, the, the ninth month. He came to Kumasi to have some executive meeting. Uh, he called me, he couldn't get me. I was in Accra then. And he came, he came to Chesite, met Adelaide, and found so many young people around. He said, ah, what are you people doing here this time around? Also, we have been sleeping here. We'll, we'll probably will go Sunday evening or Sunday, Monday morning. He said, eh, why? So we just come to come and just spend time with God. We just want to be around. So Tuesday, the following week, he called me. We we're talking and said, What medication have you, what injection have you given it to your people? What medication have you given it to them? That this, this seems to be dying for what you are doing. I said, I don't know. He said, you know me, of course, you mentioned my name, of course, you know me, I've been to so many churches and the level as chartered accountant, as a, a general auditor and international auditor at the same time, as a, this, the same time, a pastor. You know me, I've been to so many places, but how, so the last time, the last time we came to your launching of your 40-year book, a man of God said, he doesn't really know what you have really, really given to your church members to drink. And even if in your absence, things are still organized as if you are there. Manjusi pastor said it all. He said it last, last year. And he reminded me of that statement. These, these, are, these are indications of maturity. Leaving your bed just to come and sleep on the floor and just to clean around and just to... You, you might think that you are just doing it because you want to help the church. No. I want you to see yourself that the journey where you are embarking upon is a straightforward spiritual maturity. Can I say something? We don't have the multitude in the zone of spiritual maturity. Few people are there. I'm telling you a secret today. Few people. Those who have matured spiritually, you can go into a church, thousand people, you can have only five. 
and it's confirming what Jesus said. Many are called, but how many will be chosen? Few. We don't have. It's it's it's, it's not even competitive. <laughs> it's not even. But within the the carnal zone, and the fleshly zone, and the and the and the toddler zone, and the crawling zone, eh? <laughs> We have the, the multitude. The baby Christians. Whom you tell them don't go here. By the time you, you turn, he's already coming from there. These are the baby Christians. <laughs> Always they'll be waiting. They will weary, they will sit in it, waiting for who will clean it. They will poo-poo. And they'll still be walking around. That thing is smelling, but you see, they have lost their sensitivity of the spirit of God connection to tell them, Tally, your life, you are stinking. Have you seen a, a, a small, uh, uh, like those children, and they'll be shouting, Mama, the toilet is smelling, so can you remove it? They don't have that sense. That wisdom in their brain have not developed yet. So even though they have poopoo, they still are around them, and they will still be sucking breast. Still been joking around. Meanwhile, wee wee is stinking. Poo is stinking. Yesterday, I just joking. Until the matured mother or father or brother or sister change his or her diaper. And that takes us to the level topic of discipleship. We need to disciple those toddler Christians who have been in the faith for a long time. Yesterday, they are refusing to grow. They have all the teeth, they can hear all the preaching. They can do all the shouting. They, giving big money in church is not a sign of spiritual maturity. It might be a confiscation of assets. <laughs> you have confiscated people's goods. And last three years, the Spirit of God told me, He said, Keep on sowing the seed, keep on watering the grass. As, keep on, as you keep on watering, as you keep on making the grass very neat and nice, the sheep, they will always come to feed on them. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So where the carcass ah, that's where vultures gather. Where you have plenty blood, you don't lose the presence of flies. They are always there. Where there are plenty corn, fowls will not be a problem. They will move from their owners' houses and they will still come. And that is why people say we are trying to pull people from their churches. When you feed your children well, they will not eat from the suspense that are dry in people's houses. So I want you to have that kind of, that heart. That's the first thing that I want to teach but I have to start from somewhere. I have to start from known to unknown. And I want you to know your heart and the way you love God is the first thing you have to measure. I, you, you always want to talk to God. You always want to express yourself about Jesus. You see, just as somebody proposed to you and you, you know, you are, you are telling your friends, and your mother, the guy has proposed, have accepted, you see. You, you, you feel you are in love and you are discussing it all over. It's the same thing when you are in love with Christ. So winning should not be Saturdays. 
It should be every day. How can I know that the Spirit of God is talking to me? Number one. How can I know that he is talking to me? <laughs> the Spirit of God, he is Holy Spirit. So how can, how can you know that he is talking to you? He always leads you into holy things. Amen. He always leads you into what? Holy things. Number two, good things. He leads you into good things. Yeah, Papa Buano. Yesterday, a man was passing in front of where I am. And the Spirit of God said, call him and give him money. He drives a Catholic, retired Catholic priest. Called him and give him money. So I called him. I said, yeah. When I called him, uh, I went inside. I was standing outside. I went inside. And I brought 50 cities. And I gave it to him. He stood there, looking into my face. And you could feel what is running through his head. And a man beyond 70 years of age thanking me more than 50 times. What does it mean? It means that when God, the Spirit of God spoke to me, probably that man might be needing of a dying need of money to solve something. So upon listening to the Spirit of God, I obeyed. And the man was, was, was taken overboard. So he leads us to do good things. Amen. Amen. He also leads us to obey scriptures. You have heard a message that do quiet time. You get up early in the morning. The Spirit of God will remind you. Have you done your quiet time? You haven't done it. Today you didn't do your quiet. You didn't read Bible. Have you finished the Proverbs that Papa said you should read? He reminds us, true of us. So these are the measuring lines. God bless us all. May he keep us long. And, and favor us. I know I didn't teach well, but take it like that. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody say, Papa, don't say that again. <laughs> Who said that? I heard it. Who said that? Okay, one, two. <laughs> you two, you, you, you thought it. Papa, don't say that again. What you said is a big mistake. <laughs> Amen. When people are writing books about some of these topical areas, thematic areas, yeah, they mess up. They can't teach it, even how to hear from the Spirit of God. I am telling you, great men of God have tried to deal with this subject. Fact. So it's always about your voice. It's always about your pastor's voice. Simple. It's always about your voice. The moment you know genuinely the Spirit of God is talking and your, your mind is talking to you, but the, the thing that your mind is telling you it's not to ask you to sin. It's rather asking you to do things proper. But like we are calling for seed and your mind is telling you that that money you have there, bring it. Don't ever say you need, you need you. and many of us, we are so much deceived because we, we thought that God is always speaking in deep voices. Ah, now when the child was who taught you that God must always talk, talk to you in deepness? And where in the Bible did you hear that God speaks in deep? Moses met God. He said, I want to see, I want to see. So nobody sees me and leave. He said, Still, I want to see. Earthquake passed. And the Bible said God was not inside. Rocks got broken. Strong wind. 
fire also passed. And Moses was what? Trying to find out where God is working. Then, lastly, what came? What came? Still what? That's how God talks. And he doesn't impose what he's saying. A guy came for a lady pastor Akusia's wedding, a worker in her place. And the, the, the day the guy entered here, saw me preached. My spirit has hunted her. Hunted him. And he, he can't sleep. He kept on putting a lot of pressure on lady pastor Akusia. I want to meet your pastor so that I can be free. This is the move of the Spirit of God. So many of you say, uh, My son Nicholas, have you read the Bible? I pray you say, My daughter, my daughter. <laughs> so now, I pray you trying to say that God doesn't know gender. <laughs> I pray you, my daughter. Go and take the Jibidino and take the bola, Bolaka. God is talking Bolaka. Oh, say me, oh. And then you have me from and daughter. This grammatical error. God talking to a man and call him a daughter. Heaven is confused about gender. The man is so anointed that the spirit of God cannot identify his gender. <laughs> the grace upon the man is so much higher than the spirit of God has lost. <laughs> the spirit of God is confused. He doesn't know that the guy is a, oh, God have mercy. <laughs> Super amazing. So we thank God. We, we bless God for tonight. And so it's either your voice or the voice of your man of God. Simple. Anybody whose, whose voice you keep on hearing dominates on your hearing when you're hearing from the Spirit of God. Like Ubiya Diefriato. Somebody left his phone. The Spirit of God is telling you, pick the phone and chase the person and go and give it to him. We are doing something. The Spirit of God is like, go and bring that shoe to this guy. You know Last time you saw a gentleman, his trousers has torn. The Spirit of God spoke to you. Why not you give one of your trousers and give it to him? But after church, you just shut your mind on it. And you are just working. That's why your trousers are also getting torn. If you have given it out, God will have given you a brand new one.